Hello, this is On The Left Side, the alternative football show, looking again at the funny side of football. This week, Arsene Wenger took it upon himself to introduce a brand new card into the game. It was a deliberate foul, it looked uh, a dark yellow. I like it. Not quite a red card offence, not quite a yellow card offence, kind of like a severe warning. Maybe from now on, yellow cards could be on a sliding scale. So instead of referees waving it in the air when making bookings, instead they simply point to the corresponding shade on a Dulux colour chart. Oh, that was a nasty tackle, Jeff. What's the referee going to do? Oh, he's pulled out the sunbeam glow. Right, what can you expect from this week's show? We tell you how to chat up a pop star... Claudio Ranieri is being as lovable as ever. <laughs> a hammer blow for West Ham. But first, I guess we need to talk about England. Another week and another shambles for England in the world of international football. I begin to think that Big Sam might have set up the whole telegraph sting on himself just to get out of the job. The Three Lions nil-nil draw with Slovenia was such a distressing affair for most England fans that I was almost expecting this to pop up at the end of the match. Uh, we're just about out of time. Uh, gentlemen, thank you and goodbye. If you or any of your family have been affected by any of the issues raised in tonight's programme, like laziness, poor performance at work and inability to hit the f target, then call our free helpline for an information pack. But it's not just been the fans who have been adversely affected by the national team's god-awful showing on the pitch. Spare a thought for Wayne Rooney, who swapped playing in a terrible England team for watching a terrible England team as he was dropped to the bench for tactical reasons by boss Gareth Southgate. We've looked at Slovenia, the way they play. From when I looked at that, I knew in my mind the profile of midfield that we wanted to play and what was needed for this game. I can only assume that those tactics were playing your good players instead of your shit players. If England had any good players, that is. But poor old Wayne, it's obviously going to hurt. Dropped by your club and then dropped by your country. So how is the England man going to win back his place? Well, up step little Jermaine Defoe with some sound advice for his countrymen. Stage, he was the wonder boy playing for his country, and now people are getting frustrated and the phones are burning. It's harsh. I'd say get him in the cryo. When I read the headline, Defoe says Rooney needs cryotherapy, I thought he meant the thing where grown men let their inner emotions free and blub their way to a better life. Not that sitting around in really cold rooms stuff. Personally, I think the former would be a much more appropriate therapy for the England captain, considering I seem to go through my own version of crying therapy every time I watch him play nowadays. Oh no! What'd you do that for, Rooney? Oh, what are you doing, mate? What are you doing? Anyway, the England boys haven't let being terrible at football get them down too much. And we got a glimpse of just how great the dressing room banter between the lads is when we got a sneak peek of just what happened when Jamie Vardy, Daniel Sturridge and Alex Oxlade-Chamberpot sat down to film a very special charity edition of TV show Gogglebox. I'm the cashew slash grape <laughs> mixture. Get a cashew and get the grape. That is funny, you know. Oh, man. That's hilarious. A grape and a cashew. Wow. Oh, how'd they come up with that stuff? Imagine if it had been, right, a walnut and a fig or a Brazil nut and a raisin. <laughs> Mental. Ah, 
And this type of top quality bounce is by no means limited to the new generation of England footballer. Former England midfielder Frank Lampard has also been exercising his comedy genius in what is fast becoming my favourite thing on the internet. Ask Lampard, where fans of New York City can ask their star midfielder any question they like. Uh, what is the funniest thing you have witnessed in a football field? This should be good. One thing that I do remember, which I always found funny in a team way, was the, the first year we won the league at Chelsea and uh, Claude McAlady had hardly had a shot of goal all year. We gave him the chance to take a penalty and um, he actually missed it, but then put in the rebound. And... <laughs> Classic Lampard. It's been a mixed week for Barcelona and Spain midfielder Gerard Piquet. First off, he announced that he was going to retire from international football because of the constant hounding and abuse from the Spanish press. I mean, that's massive news, right? Spain will be without their main defender for the 2018 World Cup. I mean, what? Sorry, give me a second. Hello? Sorry, what? So he's retiring in two years after the World Cup. Can't be that pissed off, can he? All right, cheers. Well, that's like having a massive argument with your spouse and then burning their favourite jumper as revenge two years later when they've completely forgotten about it. Actually, that's genius. It's the definition of ice-cold revenge. Anyway, the real PK news was a revelation of how he wooed South American pop sensation Shakira. In an interview with the Spanish press, he revealed the chat-up line that won the heart of the lady with small and humble breasts like mountains. He sent her a text asking what the weather was like. And he also revealed that he knew she was interested because she replied to the text telling him what the weather was like. Steamy stuff, eh? Obviously, that's how love works. You ask a question, you get an answer, you get married. Which means the speaking clock must really fancy me. But if you're a footballer who wants to chat up line other than, hey, I love, I'm loaded, then I've come up with some other bespoke options just for you. How about? Here's 20p. Why don't you call your mum? Tell her in the morning you'll have a kiss and tell story to sell to the press. Or you could try. Your father must be a thief because he stole the stars from the youth academy and farmed them all out on loan, thus stilting their development. Or what about this old classic? Did it hurt when you fell? In the penalty area, after hardly being touched by the defender. Who says romance is dead? <laughs> Whilst West Ham may have started to turn things around slowly on the pitch, they still seem hell-bent on messing up life off the pitch. Moving to the London Stadium and redesigning their whole crest has made them look a little bit like one of those unlicensed teams you get on Pro Evolution Soccer. So, understandably, the fans are upset and the club are still trying to build a few bridges. Those bridges were completely blown up by footballing Bodicea and club vice chairman Karen Brady, who announced recently that West Ham had no culture before she arrived. Nice. You'd think that 120 years might lead to a bit of culture, wouldn't you? Maybe she thinks they should swap Bovril and Burgers for cheese and port, or maybe some half-time poetry readings would add a bit of culture to proceedings. 
But even if you do want to write off a century of existence, World Cup winners and European success, you just have to listen to some of the songs they sing at West Ham to realise culture runs deep. For example, let me read you the lyrics to this stunning ditty. We hate Millwall. We hate Millwall. We hate Millwall. Na na. Na na na. Beautiful. Even despite the lack of culture at West Ham, Brady has decided to make a film about the club. And in particular, the relocation across London from Upton Park to the London Stadium. And as the club are called Irons, they're calling the film Iron Men. Which, if you ask me, sounds probably far more exciting than it actually is. In a time of uncertainty, when heroes are needed, a new hammer is forged. Yeah, mate, where do you want us to put the desk? Commercial negotiations. Duff new signings. Empty seats. West Ham are moving house. And you won't hear the end of it. Iron Man. Coming to the championship. Probably soon. And this week we end with On the Left Side's Sporting Analogy of the Week. Oh, thought we had a, a jingle for that bit. Never mind. Anyway, his team may not be setting the league on fire like it did last season, but Leicester boss Claudio Ranieri is still proving excellent value off the pitch. Ahead of the Foxes game against Chelsea, he was quizzed on how he'd made such a quick impact in the Midlands in his first season. And he came over all Swiss Tony. Uh, it is uh, like a vineyard. The man works the ground every year. But one year, the wine, it is fantastic. What happened? I don't know. But I, uh, I keep the bottle. <laughs> that is a great analogy. Last year, Leicester were like a fine claret. And this year, they're a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 being drunk by a group of teenagers on a park bench. Perfect. And I think there's some mileage in the whole wine, football analogy thing as well. Watching Arsenal is like picking a wine because it's got a flashy label. It looks attractive, but you have no idea what you're going to get. The new West Ham striker Zaza is like buying a wine in the supermarket. It's Italian, it's expensive, you assume it's going to be okay, but when you drink it, you realise it's gone off. And watching England is like drinking whatever's cheapest in the supermarket. It doesn't look good, it doesn't taste good, and you know it's going to give you a massive headache. But once again, when it comes to sports coverage, the Americans have us licked. It's the wrong shaped ball, but have a listen to this amazing football analogy from the other side of the Atlantic. The impressive part to me was how quickly he closed the gap down at the top of his rush. He closed that space down quicker than I closed down my computer when my wife walks in the room on and out. I love it. There you go, Gary Lineker. More wanking analogies on Match of the Day, please. Right, that's it for another week. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get next week's episode fast and free and check out the other stuff we do at ontheleftside.co.uk. Right, I'm off to chat up a pop star with a meteorological report because that's full time. If you or any of your family have been affected by any of the issues raised in this programme, like lazy gags, poor vocal performance, or just poor taste, then call Ant McGinley or Jim Salverson for an information pack from Abrupt Audio.